This is the Mornington Peninsula Regional Galleries Conversation Series, Episode 9. We are talking to artist Ewan McLeod. Hello and welcome to the Mornington Peninsula Regional Galleries Conversation Series, a podcast for people curious about art and the lives of artists. In this episode, senior curator Danny Lacey talks to artist Ewan McLeod about his work for the exhibition Coast, The Artist's Retreat. Ewan spent time at the Police Point Artist-in-Residence Cottage in 2016 and found the location to be sinister, eerie and unsettling. They talk about the coastal landscape of the Mornington Peninsula and the fortifications, military history and quarantine station at Point Nepean. Thanks for joining us today, Ewan. Thanks, Danny. So I'll start by asking you about the new work that you've made for the Coast Exhibition. You've made three quite amazing paintings. Can you tell me how those paintings came about? Well, I guess I generally work by going to a place and doing work on site and taking it away, taking away memories, take some photos, and then when I'm in the studio, you're sort of sifting through all of that and trying to make sense of it. And it's interesting for me coming back this time and going back because, of course, the longer you're away from a place, the harder it is to sort of hold on to it. Other things tend to creep in. And I guess I don't mind that, but it will often affect the specific nature of the place. So the place probably after a period of time becomes a more generalised internal kind of landscape rather than a specific place. But I did try and make these works about this area and how I found it when I got here. So, yeah, no, I... um, basically followed the usual way I normally do of looking at both the studies I've done and then trying to take them a bit further. Mm. And you spent four days down at the Police Point Artist-in-Residency back in 2016. Can you talk a little bit about that experience of being down on the tip end of the peninsula and I guess how you navigated the landscape and the experience of being down in that environment? Yeah, well, I suppose the first thing is what you bring to a place, isn't it? And I have been down here before. I've been to the gallery quite a few times. But funnily enough, never really spent much time on the coast. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. How can you come down to Mornington Peninsula and avoid the coast? I don't know, but I reckon I've done it. And I even went to Mornington Township and stayed there and didn't go to the coast, which is kind of strange, really. Coming from New Zealand, which I suppose feels like it's just one big coast, you know, there isn't much interior. I suppose Australia for me does feel like it's about the interior rather than the coast. And I suppose I had kind of thought of the paintings I'd seen of Mornington and especially like Clarice Beckett and these lovely hazy sort of impressionist feelings of this beautiful summer holiday. And I can't even remember when I came, but it wasn't dead winter, but it certainly wasn't summer. And it felt like down there, it felt really empty. You know, it didn't feel like there was a lot of people around. There was all these massive big mansions that were dark. And it all felt quite sinister. Police Point itself, it felt like quite an airy place. And quite a lonely sort of place. Quite unusual, quite unsettling. And I don't know whether that's the general area or whatever it was, but I certainly didn't find it beachy and holiday. And I think that put me off a little bit because I think going with those expectations and then not finding it, it's very hard to find a way in and find what to paint. We went to London Bridge and I walked right down to Fort Nepean and um, 
beautiful places, absolutely beautiful places, but there was something about them. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it. And um, looking at the exhibition, I think most people have picked up something kind of similar. There's something call it atmosphere or um, intensity or maybe it's that thing where you're made aware of nature and what's around you it's quite a wild place I mean Cheviot Beach where uh, Harold Holt went missing I was quite shocked because it's a wild place and you can understand why he went missing you know pretty intense the whole back beach and that whole coastline is amazingly wild really the, the wild rips and the waves and the ocean the power of the ocean so and yeah. to think that you're so close to melbourne is quite strange it feels very very isolated and it feels like bits of new zealand it certainly feels like parts of new zealand and like tasmania i think too there's areas i was remarking today that i felt a bit like i was back in new zealand just that sense of driving towards the coast and there you see the sea in front of you, you know, you're up above it and there it is. It's a very, very beautiful place. Yeah, and Fort Nepean's obviously a very loaded historical place with that military history as well. And one of your paintings is set down at the fort. Talk a little bit about the experience of being down in those locations and the other two paintings which are set at London Bridge. I think the fortifications was interesting for me because, you know, we have been on that trip to Gallipoli. We've been to kind of a few conflict zones and I suppose it feels like a long way away. And then when you see those in Australia and you realise, yes, there was that sense of threat here. People were really worried that they were going to get invaded, that this was going to happen. You, you know, you made very, very conscious that people didn't see it as being a long way away, that they felt like it was quite close. I specifically in the painting made that sense very subtle. I wanted it kind of subtle, almost like it was happening just out of sight because that's kind of how it is, isn't it? And the other thing that's kind of strange when you get down there is all this area you can't go into because of unexploded bombs. And I find that a bit weird. You know, you sort of think, all this land, all this beautiful land that no one can go into supposedly because there's unexploded bombs everywhere. Very strange, very strange. The images of the adult and the child walking along the back beach towards London Bridge, it is quite a common image down on that back beach, parents and children enjoying that beach, but there's also something unnerving about the wildness of that coastline and even in the exhibition with Kerry Polinus's video work where there's a father and son exploring the cave and they've run out after this huge wave washes in, uh, there is a level of sinister sort of feeling or an uncontrolled feeling of those waves and that coastline. I loved seeing that in Kerry's video, and I felt that it wasn't just that relationship between the one of mine, father and son, and her one, but throughout the exhibition there's these echoes and relationships between various artists' work, some of them quite specific, but some of them quite subtle and really beautiful, which is a lovely thing, I think. But you do get a sense that, yes, artists have seen the same things. I suppose... Yes, I thought that father and son thing, that sense of discovering this wild coast together, you know, that sense of the adult and the child, and it's pretty human thing and pretty universal thing. But it's lovely to kind of see another artwork that's explored the same territory and the same thing, and that we've all gone there together and separately and seen something similar. There's a sort of a commonality there, which is really beautiful. 
and that's what I like to see in an exhibition with a lot of different artists where you're starting to see these connections and I guess the general public hopefully they're seeing things too you know they're having seen the actual landforms and then they see how they've been interpreted. Yeah and I guess within the exhibition there are quite a number of historical paintings as well and Cape Shank is featured quite prominently with Pulpit Rock. You were saying earlier that you went down to Cape Shank um, very recently and what was your experience like being down there for the first time? Well that was this morning and oh, I was blown away. I, I, I guess you go to a place and you think you've sort of seen it a bit but then you go somewhere else in the area and wow. It certainly is that difficulty you have when you come as an artist to a place and where do you go, you know. I mean, often as an artist you're sort of thinking, oh, what shall I do, where should I base my work? And as a painter you're often looking for the perfect picturesque sort of view or something or other. And I guess we didn't go to there, we didn't go to Cape Shank. And I sort of think, why didn't we go to Cape Shank? I guess because I was there for four days police point at four days it's not very long but what a place it's amazing and the colors in the rock just utterly beautiful that sort of volcanic mars violet wow yeah no it's gorgeous but it had happened with me too where i saw the invitation to the exhibition and then actually seeing the view it felt quite profound actually there was something that you sort of think wow this is it this is how it is I had that experience this year where we went to Belle-Ile in France where John Peter Russell had done a lot of his paintings and Monet and Matisse and it's very interesting when you've actually seen the spot and what you take from the paintings and then when you actually see it how it kind of makes sense in a different way it adds something which is interesting I find it interesting as a painter to think in terms of does the audience need to have seen what you've seen I don't know that that's necessarily true, but in this exhibition you've got various views of the same features and it's kind of fascinating. We have also created a map which I guess visually maps out the location of where the paintings, historical and contemporary, have been created from. So if people do choose to go down to the coastline between Cape Shank and Point Nepean, they can have that viewpoint that the artist did have. I just want to ask another question about the residency I recall distinctly when you came into the gallery after being at the residency for four days and you had a huge swathe of studies that you'd done down there. And I remember you saying that you weren't that happy with a lot of them. Do you think that was because there was that unease down there or the expectation of the landscape was different than what you were imagining? And I guess just thinking about how you've used some of those studies to create these new works. And the new works are quite beautiful, actually. They're really lovely textures and amazing sort of ideas within them. Why do you think you're unhappy with those the original studies that you were doing? Yes, I do remember that. I felt very unsettled by them and I thought it just wasn't happening. And I had exactly the same sensation at Balliol this year. And I think I probably can answer what happened in Bali or more, but it probably relates to the experience here. And that was that I think I'd been looking at all these paintings of John Peter Russell and Monet, and they're all bright colours and beautiful. And the way they'd portrayed it, and I went there and I was painting all these dark rocks and tonal stuff, and it was kind of weird. It felt horrible. It felt like, no, I'm not painting it properly. And someone even said to me, you know, he loves John Peter Russell, and he's saying, oh, I don't think you're getting it. I don't think you're getting it. Well, what I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting his vision of it, but I was getting my own vision. And those works, when I got them back, I really liked them. But when I was over there, I thought they were just shocking. And the same thing happened here. With the works at Mornington, I sort of look at them and I think, no, no, something was happening. 
But I suppose, you know, working directly, that on plain air, it gives you an opportunity just to explore. And that, in a way, is all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do anything other than just looking and trying to take in what's going on. I mean, I'm not a very patient person, and I work really quickly, and I'm not very good at just sitting and looking. I know a lot of times I'll go away with people and they spend the first couple of days just wandering around and checking out and thinking and wondering how they're going to approach it. I just, bang, I'm into it. I'm painting, and that's how I do it. I think I was a bit surprised at what I was going to find, and I didn't paint what I thought I was going to paint. I was probably trying to paint what I thought you know, it's like what I said, you come with certain baggage and I guess you take away baggage. And I guess that's where when you get back to the studio, you're able to filter it and you kind of try and see what you need to see. You try and simplify it down. And yeah, I hope I did do that. I hope I did. And I love that aspect of the people. I guess that that's my kind of thing of putting the people in. But I did love that all the people walking down, down to Point Nepean, and it's kind of interesting. They're often in their own little world, and as I say, maybe they're having their experience of nature. We, most of us live in cities and don't have much of a dose of it, but when you're down there, you know, you really are, you're in it, you know. It feels a bit more like you're on a ship as everywhere you look there's water. And yeah, it can be very quiet as well, even right down at the end of the point, because there's the main road that goes down and you've obviously got the bay on one side and the ocean on the other side but it can be very quiet sometimes down there when there's no wind well that's how i found it you know and i'd add creepy a little bit creepy and i'm not quite sure why that is i don't know why it is but it just felt a little bit creepy and i'm not sure whether it was the sense of all that military history it's certainly that's there the quarantine station seemed bloody creepy. You know, you've got these places where it feels as if people had a pretty hard time and they're in this most beautiful location like Port Arthur. And it just seems like a total contradiction, you know. I took a guy there yesterday, it was, and he remarked on all the tiny windows in the building. And I guess, yeah, they weren't there to look at the view, were they? They were there to make sure they were okay to enter Australia proper or whatever. I'm sure there's something went on down there. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's a very dark part in Aboriginal history with the contact, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I think there's a layering of histories that are there that maybe not all of the stories have been told from that history as well. And as an artist, I think that's what you're looking for. Where Maybe you're putting stuff in that didn't actually happen. I don't know that that necessarily matters. But yeah, I guess you are looking for some depth. You're looking to go under the surface a bit. That's what you're hoping to do. And that is where it's tricky when you've only been to a place for a very short period of time. There's only so much you can do. And I guess that's how I felt coming back today and thinking, oh, gee, did I see it properly? And But, you know, I think you just got to start somewhere. And the longer you're in a place, the more you see it and the more you're able to portray it in all of its glories and all of its subtleties. But, yeah, no, it's a very beautiful place. But I do think it has a sort of an edge. And finally, I know over the last few months when we've been in discussion as you've been making the new paintings, you've sounded quite enthusiastic and almost happy with the outcome. Is that the case with these new works? Yeah, and seeing them in the show, you know, I sort of worried when I saw my one next to the Percival and I thought, oh, hell, that's a bit scary. Because, of course, we saw the reproduction of the Percival down at London Bridge. I kind of like the way they've done that around the area where they have the actual paintings of various artists. Unfortunately, the Boyd one looks a bit faded, probably needs to have a new image put up there. But yeah, that's always a bit telling when you're stuck next to somebody and you think, uh-oh. <laughs> 
but hopefully it's not too embarrassed it's there. But I was pleased with the work. It was what it was. It's, maybe it's not everybody's vision of the place, but I think it was mine. I think it did sort of somehow come close to what was going on. Oh, well, thank you so much for being part of the exhibition and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Danny, for having me. Thanks for listening to Episode 9 of our conversation series. Mornington Peninsula Regional Gallery is the region's major cultural facility and is supported by Mornington Peninsula Shire and other partners. Visit mprg.mornpen.vic.gov.au to find out about our latest exhibitions and events. Our 2018 podcast program is supported by the Gordon Darling Foundation. In the next episode, Danny will be talking to another coast artist, Megan Cope, with Auntie Carolyn Briggs. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode.